Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here. I'm back with Professor Dreg. Happy Monday, first of all. It's a beautiful Monday afternoon here in the Phoenix AZ area. And, uh, you know, I'm always glad that we get to sit down and do this show. I'll be honest, it, it's funny how fast an hour goes by, but being kept busy and all of that is uh, certainly a good thing. When we first started this show, I was just on the brink of like starting to make some money and I was broke for a little while. But now that I've got a pretty good gig where I get to take calls and do online sales and stuff, it's pretty good. I was just telling Professor Dreg that flights to go to China right now uh, just for a little while because I've got um. so I was telling you prior to this, but context for this is I was looking at flight tickets. I'm thinking of just going back. I haven't been back home to Shanghai. That's one of my places I grew up in like five or six years right and it's it costs like 500 bucks now that's that's cheaper than going to new york city like that's insane like flying to to, to china is cheaper than flying domestic anyways my point being is i've got a unlimited entry 10 year long no longer than 60 day chinese visa and i wanted to just see like um, I've been considering nomadic, digital nomadic type stuff because like we can do the show from anywhere in the meantime until we secure a venue. But yeah, like I was like, what's up going on in China? Like I just thought I'd see what, what things are like there. You can't access the internet, but you can do it through the through a VPN. They, they block, see China's smart. They block Facebook and Google because you know why? They want you to use their version of Facebook, Google yeah, and all that. Exactly. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that real quick? We can just kind of roll right into it. And I no, want to jump into but, sex cults. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's why I really wanted to talk about uh, economics today. Because I, I've been thinking, you know, a lot about the show and Christianity and things like that. And, and you know, not that I know what the emailers write or anything like that. Uh, but I have this sneaking suspicion <laughs> that a lot of people doubt what I'm saying as far as, uh, you know, how Christianity is tied to like economics, the streets, because a, a lot of people, including myself, you know, I always believed that everything we do on the streets has nothing to do with God or religion or anything like that. And it's just until recently, like, I don't know, when did we start the show? <laughs> Only in April, mid-April. Yeah, so around about April, May, June, I started figuring out how it really is tied to Christianity, and it's insane. <laughs> so the basic idea is that somehow, some way, the president or governments control the economy, and that is totally false. That is one of the biggest misconceptions ever. Yeah. And this is why you really have to understand the streets to understand this. Because, you know, I don't want to talk about cocaine drug dealing or anything like that, but, but, but illegal activity is a major part of our economy, whether right. people want to know it. Okay, so when you say illegal, are you talking about untaxed, unregulated activity or activity that's flat out like both? Both okay. like black markets because black markets it's not because it's illegal it's it's also untraced untracked so when you see, deal but, but, things but then this is how it ties into christianity because you know my coach used to always tell me uh you know drag your yes has got to be yes and your no's got to be no you, there is nothing in between yes means yes no means no Okay. And, that, and that, he says that was a Jesus thing. Like, like Jesus said that, like, let your yeses be yes and let your noes be no or something like that. So honesty, keeping your word. I mean, if you well, want to no, dive. But see, but he, it was absolute. 
like I, I guess he was trying to because it was the time when he was talking about the music thing and why they don't use instruments <laughs> but anyway uh because they 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 take like his like i don't know what he is he's some kind of baptist dude but he like in their church they believe the word literally like yeah. everything is literal. There is no gray area. So when Jesus says, let your yes be yes and let your no me no, that means no maybes, no, like you have to be whatever. But anyway. I, I'm some. I'm pretty much behind that. You know, I can see that. But see, now in economics, see now how does that apply to economics? So on the streets, that's how, that, those are the rules. I don't right. care if it's it's just unregulated or, or just, uh, you know, whenever you're doing something underground, untaxed or just flat out wrong, like drug dealing and pimping. See, like flat out wrong would be pimping and, and drug dealing. That's flat out wrong. But right. in the eyes of the police and the IRS, you know, paying people under the table is also flat out wrong and you can go to jail for that's that. That's true. That's true. That's true. But, but see here, you're, you're right about that. And because I was just on the phone with somebody today talking about how he's part of a four generation long family business, a furniture shop, right? And I'm like, dude, we're the same way where my family's had a grocery store business for over a hundred years. Um, wow. And, and yeah. And the thing is that whole paying under the table thing, so, okay, I got to come clean for a second here, but my story is not unique because there's a lot of Chinese families that did this. My great-grandfather sponsored many, many jobs in order for people to come to the United States. The contingency here was you worked. So, you know, this was like original EB-5 where if you claimed that you had like somebody in the United States, this is back in like the 20s and the 30s, you could actually gain access and entry into the United States. But here's the deal. It, it, it's like, it's not really, it wasn't like really legal because a lot of people came here under false claims, but they were coming here as honest workers. Mm -hmm. They got jobs, they paid taxes and everything. And then eventually it, would le it was a pathway to citizenship. It was a pathway to becoming naturalized within the country like that's just how it worked this yeah. is you have to understand this is the 30s this is like the 20s and 30s right so no but it, think about this though but but what i'm trying to say is this is relates to that because it was all paid under the table exactly like, and that is that that was my yeah exactly and i was going to ask you this how did it work he just you, you work uh, i don't know eight hours i pay you two dollars no, an hour but, back but, in those but, well, I'm what, like, how do I ask this question properly? Um, <clears throat> what is the basic root of how it works? And I'll tell you, I guess, like, uh, the answer would be because everybody in your guys' family store understood that principle of let your yes mean yes and let your no mean no. So when your great-grandfather said, hey, look, you're going to come over here and you're going to work this many hours for this much money, yes or no? And everybody said yes, and they kept their word, and right. that's how they're able to do it. And that's what happens in the underground. See, because, you know, we, <laughs> as stupid as we are, you know what I mean? We say things like, you know, snitches get stitches, you know, stuff like, you know what I mean? And, but those are all just spinoff. Like all of those sayings yeah. are underground economy, you know, because it's the truth. Like, you know, we have to keep our word, but then we also have to keep our silence because we already agreed to something. We have a contract. We're not going to break it. Blah, 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 blah. So, of course, you know, on the streets, people say those stupid things like, yeah, man, you know, snitches get stitches and, and you know what I mean? And just, just, uh, you know, keep your pimp pants strong and things like that. Just a lot of stuff that makes no sense, you know, because they try to advocate some sort of violence, but the root of it is no means no. And your yes means yes. That's it. That is how economic, uh, that's how economics works. Everything is based on human behavior. So, you know, if there's a need for it, you know, or if you want something, human behavior will dictate what you're going to do. Okay. And for some reason, governments believe they can do this. So, like, example, everybody's scared 
Uh, that's good. Like they're just scared to death that Trump putting tariffs on China is uh, going to destroy the economy and blah, 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 blah. But in all honesty, Trump is not doing any, I mean, he's putting the tariffs, but that wasn't his, his plan. Trump's idea and Trump's plan was very simple. The only thing Trump wants to, because here's the trouble with Trump. Everything he says, it's irrelevant. Like everything he tweets about and everything. Yeah, that's why I don't pay a lot of attention to it. People, people who don't know how to think for themselves take what he says in Twitter as gospel. And they use the leverage of, well, he's got 50 million followers and he's the president as being the reason for why we should take it seriously when you shouldn't. But I want to talk about what okay, you just you repeat. Here. I did not hear it. You froze. You froze. Oh, okay. No, no, Zach, you froze. I didn't hear anything you said. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My internet's being janky today. So what I was saying was the tweets don't really have any bearing whatsoever on anything because people, the reason why people who can't think for themselves take that very seriously is because of the reach. But most people are just going to take anything as gospel, regardless of whether it's the president that says it or not. But one thing that you said earlier about economics is based all on behavior is 100% true because here's the thing. What do tariffs do? People think, oh, he's instilling a tariff in an effort to control trade. It doesn't. It just incentivizes people to trade more in certain yeah. areas. It's behavior. So what you said is 100% accurate. And I think that that's why when we think about socialism and we think about all that, that in no form or, or anything really incentivizes people to act in their best interest, right? It trains people to give up their best interests in hopes of false senses of security. But a tariff is not a bad thing. Historically, it benefits the domestic country. It means you bring in more money from exports or imports. I don't know what the direction is. Well, no, but let me, let me say this now. I'm going to add to what you said because, because for some reason, I, 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 like, I want to talk to the people who are doubting me about Christianity because I got this funny feeling they're doubting that, that Jesus has something to do with uh, the, uh, ec uh, economics. But here's the thing. You said it. Use that word incentivize. Right. So how people respond to incentives, nobody can control that. That's right. And that literally is said in Romans. When God has no control over the carnal mind, incentives is something that, you know, it runs in the realm of the carnal mind. And if it's in right. the before all of this people who who's like the Phillips curve and all these stupid idiots uh, trying to predict economies. If God can't control it, governments can't control it. That is the root of human nature. I guarantee you that that is true because yeah, yeah. my life has been a freaking gosh darn mystery until I, not that I figured it out, but until uh, I found that Romans quote in the Bible because now everything makes perfect sense because no, but it's true. Like if God doesn't control it, then that that's the answer. Like that's the answer to every single thing on the planet, whether it's economics, whether it's, you know, why tra uh, not travesties, but you know, tragedies, right. why do tragedies happen? Why do, why do these things happen? And it's because God doesn't control it. It's lit, like the carnal mind isn't just sex and fucking. It just isn't. There's a lot to it. There's greed. There's, right. you know, on, on top. I mean, greed is like. Well, gluttony and, and, and all that us. kind of. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway, so, so, but the thing with economics, which you said is spot on incentives. That's right. Right. And, and, it, and how we respond to incentives is nobody will ever guess it. Nobody. Think about it. Look at what's happening in China right now. The, the flights to China are 500 bucks. <laughs> That's why I'm looking this up. I'm like, this is the first time it's ever been like this. Flights five years ago to China from San Francisco would run you for about, the, the standard flight, right, was about 858 to to $1,000. Now it's half of that. Yeah, I cannot crazy. believe that it's cheaper to fly to China than it is to fly to New York City from where I'm at. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. People responded to the incentives of China. So what's happening right now in China? Well, you know, because of the tariffs has nothing to do with, because Trump 
I mean, I, Trump, I could look, the only thing Trump wants to do with China, this is what he's trying to do. And this is what with Larry Cutlow, but even Larry Cutlow is an idiot. I no, he's not an idiot. I take that back. But, you know, him and AOC, like Larry Cutlow and AOC are mm. like allies right now because of the uh, feds are lowering interest rates and everybody's like saying, hey, look, this, that, this, that. Like, why are you raising interest rates when there's no correlation between inflation and low unemployment? So, anyway, so AOC literally was attacking the feds the other day. And Larry Cutler was like, hey, good job for her. I want to talk to her now. It's like, why? They're, I mean, you know, it's like you guys just realize, like, the economy is based on, I hate to say this, but it's not based on Christianity, but it is based on Christian fundamentals laid down by that guy who wrote <laughs> Romans. I don't know if Jesus wrote Romans, but somebody wrote it. Paul, you know what I mean? Paul, oh, my God, I think you froze again. Oh, no, you're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, okay, so, I don't know who Paul is, but, yeah, so Paul, Paul's a very important person. Okay. Yeah, so, and I don't know his connection to Jesus, but for whatever reasons, he was given that information. And, um, and until people start recognizing what the old parables that Jesus was talking about, because uh, even Anne Rand is guilty of this. You know, like she's a famous uh, economist and, uh, you know, and, and the whole, her whole, well, treat everybody like the way you want to be treated. But she was ripping off Jesus. Like all of these great economists in the past, because like Anne Rand is like a, like the holy grail of, of atheist conservatism, <laughs> you know, with, uh, she wrote that book, Atlas Shrugged. And, the Fountainhead. Yeah, I'm aware. The Fountainhead. So, you know, everybody loves her. I loved her. But man, now I know she ripped off Jesus. I'm thinking that bitch wrote, she literally. Again, again, everything you think that is an original idea that people find to be adequately profound has already been written. And it's in the most influential book of all time, the King James Bible. <laughs> like No, but you, you know Anne Rand. Yeah, right. Like if you yeah. watch her interviews, every conservative atheist or libertarian, they love Anne Rand like if she's God. And I'm, I'm not guilty of that, but I really respected her a lot <laughs> until I found, you know, no, dude, come on. She literally was saying that. She was like, oh, guess what? You know, if you treat everybody as, you know, you want to be treated, you have no problem. Like, and then she was saying this win-win stuff. And, like, you got to watch old videotapes of her. It's insane. I'm thinking, gosh darn it, she's literally stole everything from Jesus. Everything. But, you know, but then I guess Paul has something to do with a lot of the writings, too. So, so between Jesus and what Paul wrote in that book, uh, that's everything we need to know about economics. But going back to China and, and how people like this is this is how people respond to incentives. And, and this was in Romans and, and everything else. So in China currently right now, Trump put tariffs, but not because he wanted to do anything, because Trump knew. He, you know, and this is the brilliance of Trump. Like Trump writes all kinds of crap he doesn't mean on purpose. Yeah. He just does because, you know, he really doesn't want people to know, I believe, what he's really trying to do. And what he was really trying to do with China was very simple because you said it yourself. The one negative thing about China is you can't get on Google or Facebook. But that's what Trump is literally doing right now. And, and then and this is where you give Larry Cutlow credit is that under the influence of Cutlow, Trump has been able to manage to get all of our allies, like in Europe and Japan and Korea, to put a sanction on China for intellectual theft of property, of tech property. And uh, why? Because, you know, and, and that's, that's not like a tariff or something. Uh, it's not it's not an economic move to get 8 billion people into doing something. It's just telling a thief, Hey, look, stop stealing <laughs> because you're going to be alone in this world. Right. And that's all. And that's all Trump is doing. But if, if he says things like that, people are going to hate him for it because why, you know, what do people want right now? People want like the latest thing right now is, this is stupid, but this is true. A lot of the conservatives have been asking 
Trump to investigate, use the CIA or the FBI to investigate Google and China working together. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, God, that's such a waste of time. Google is a is an internet service provider and and you know, they work with all countries. Right. And that's just, you know, like the way they turn in those gay dudes in Malaysia. That look, Google is just a service provider. So if if a government wants to go after gay people or Christians or Muslims, that's not Google's fault. You know, they didn't invent the internet. What are they gonna do? And so, you know, there's nothing they can do. So, you know, to say anything about, oh, they're, now they're working with the Chinese government. No, they have to work with the government in order to get in there and follow their rules. And, and you know, I'm against a monopoly, yeah, but, you know, because like we had mentioned this earlier, that I believe that every business should be franchised out to a country and limit the amount of money that, you know, like a McDonald's, like everybody should use a McDonald's franchise, you know, uh, model, business model, and, and, and do that in that country. And that's how it is with, with, you know, I hate to say things like this. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, equate Christianity with, with economics, but that's how you build churches. You know what I mean? Like the church doesn't go in there and just take over the country. The church is like franchised out, like a Baptist church will start in a small country and then it grows from within. But the Baptist minister of, like, let's say Georgia doesn't get the tithes from the people in China. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't. That's, um, but that's how franchising should work. Like literally, like the model of how churches are built and spread is the exact model that McDonald's uses. <laughs> for franchising purposes but people don't know that like people don't understand how economics works it's that's how it works on the streets without the violence see that's the thing like so if you want to look at street economics it's literally the same as church like how christianity because christianity is unique in this way whereas like because catholicism really like you know like because I'm Latin, you know, it's just Catholicism is part of my history. Uh, <laughs> it just is. So, yeah. but then the thing is, that's not real Christianity because you cannot give your tithing to an entity across the ocean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they don't do anything for your local community. The whole, and that's why people don't like Christians because of the economics of Christianity. Just like people don't like McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's so evil. Why? They ain't doing nothing wrong. They don't steal anybody's money. Oh, okay. Well, Walmart's evil. And, and you know, Walmart is guilty because, you know, like the Walmarts in Germany or Europe or wherever, it all goes back to the United States. It doesn't stay in Germany. <laughs> and that's why they get pissed. And, uh, but, you know, any franchise model that follows what true Christian churches do, and the only business I could think of off the top of my head would be fast food joints like Carl's Jr., KFC, McDonald's. They follow that same model, but they have success throughout the world. Right. That's the only businesses that actually have, you know, and to some extent, automobile companies have some, you know, like, like Volkswagen, you know, they, they build cars in Mexico and that money literally stays in Mexico but a portion does go back to Germany but you know anyway so, so to kind of tie it all back together it's all this unregulated stuff that actually helps economies grow and as much as the government wants to federally tax everyone make sure everything is accounted for it's actually part of those moving parts that keeps it going because here's the thing right here, okay, so this, this is actually a bigger thing now that you've, you've said all of this and this whole time I've been thinking. There's, there's a reason why, there's a reason for that because I think up until that point, before progressivism really took its hold in some of its strongest institutions like the Federal Reserve, the IRS, um, Social Security Administration, right? These are very, very big departments that rely solely on how much they can tax you in order to survive, right? Yep. 
And another way of thinking about taxation also <clears throat> is the government's ability to not really... Because here's the thing, taxes don't have any kind of real positive incentive. If you really think about it, the only person that benefits <laughs> is the government. <laughs> so if, you, if people... Like, weirdly enough... This is where it gets interesting because now that I've, when you become self-employed or you start a business, you just become smarter with taxes. It, it comes with the territory. You, you actually, because you have to, you have to actually keep yourself accountable. And this is where it's interesting because people are actually incentivized to grow economies because when the government tries to take more from you, when you start a business, you get access to 20 different tax deductions that you wouldn't if you were just a regular employee. So in doing so, there's another effect where people just get smarter. That's why until you totally crack down on everything, you become a totalitarian state, people are going to find ways to get in and out of the system. That's just how it works. That's how the tax code works. If you looked at Trump's tax returns or whatever. Gosh darn you froze. <laughs> oh no, no, sorry. Yeah. The inter- I don't know what's going on with the internet today. Can you hear me okay now? Can you hear me okay? You're on a good roll and then you froze for like oh, a good man. 25 seconds. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Where did you hear up to? Man, I don't know what's going on. Oh no, be- well, I mean, cause you were saying a lot of good stuff that about, you know, uh, uh, you know, how you work for yourself and, and, and oh, okay. So, well, what I was saying, well, yeah, yeah. And what I was saying was, so gosh, I, I wish this internet wasn't so weird today. In doing that, guess what happens? When you start a business and you become self-employed, it forces you to take advantage of all the different tax loopholes. And the, the, like, for example, if you start an LLC, it gives you access to 20 different deductions that you wouldn't normally get unless you were doing that. So in the government trying to enforce its control over your income, it actually incentivizes you to go out and create more value. Because if you create jobs for people and you do that. Exactly. And that, but that's, that's why in a weird way, no matter how much the government tries to tax you, if we continue to live in a free market society in America, as long as that exists, people will find ways out of it. And, but on top of that, we're moving more into a socialist state, right? But if we brought it back, if we brought it back where obviously these government agencies that don't need to exist, have no purpose to exist whatsoever, exist, then like, like what I'm trying to say is when you take it back to taxation, it incentivizes nothing. It really doesn't, right? As a matter of fact, it actually incentivizes people to act in more corruption. For example, exactly. start a church, start a nonprofit, because nonprofit is not, oh, you don't make profit? No. Nonprofit is just a tax classification. It doesn't have anything to but, do with your business. But, but you got to look at this too. What it really incentivizes is illegal immigration. Exactly, exactly. I was going to arrive at that point. Oh my God, they're going to increase the taxes. Guess what that means? More social services. (laughs) No, but that's the thing is that it creates, because here's the thing, it's twofold. Taxes fund social services. It Mm -hmm. funds welfare programs. That attracts illegal activity, number one. No, no, illegal immigrants specifically. Right, illegal immigrants, illegal activity. That's the first thing. Number two, if you raise taxes, it's going to cause people to find those loopholes. And in turn, you are, are, are trying to chase them while they're doing this, but it's the taxation in the first place that got you there. And you can't blame people for starting business and hiring manual laborers. I'm going to be honest with you. If somebody was willing to do the job, and this is where I'm not against illegal immigrants, but it's like if some, if I, if, and here's where minimum wage screws everything up. But if someone was willing to work for $5 a day to get the job done, right? I wouldn't pay them that, but hypothetically speaking, yeah, hypothetically. Case, I would do it. But then guess what? They would go after you for doing that. Well, no, no. They means the government, but I'm not kidding you. <laughs> See, it, it's it's so stupid, but it all makes this sense. Is funny, <laughs> no, because this is so like. Because here's the thing: I'm like, because I'm against illegal immigration. I really am. But if like five or six dudes came, you know, no papers, and you know they're pretty big, beefy dudes that knew how to fight, or they're willing to clean up, and, and, or something like that. I'm like, look, dude, you guys are hired. Just uh, I'm gonna pay like I would pay my boys. But, uh, you know, 
you got to agree to work out on the table because again, you know, when you're running like night, cause almost all nightclubs, they have like half the staff is under the table because it, come on, are you going to tell me you're going to have to pay like in San Francisco, it is impossible to pay somebody minimum wage, which is over 15 bucks. And then you have to pay for some godforsaken health uh, tax. You know, I don't know what they call it, but you know, like the taxes to employ somebody, you just turned a dude that should only be getting paid like five, six, uh, like maybe seven bucks an hour. Now you're making that $7 an hour position. You're turning it into like maybe 40, $45. Like, and that's legit because when you add payroll tax, all these stupid health benefit taxes, and then because of the potential to make over a million dollars a year in one year, there's an extra 1% tax on that. And it's just insane. Like the insanity to, to actually run a business in the city is like next to impossible. But uh, you know, but a lot of these businesses have to staff is on the table security almost all securities paid through a third party. So that way you don't have to, but then that's why people get shot. So I always got to pick my own security dudes, but they have to all work under the table. My bar staff, everybody's working on the, cause come on, are you kidding me? It's like, look, you work for me. I'll handle the taxes, you know, for the business and, and everything else. You guys keep your own revenue. And, and but that's what, that's the beauty of, I almost said whack back. <laughs> I caught myself. Uh, with the illegal immigrants, see now, the beauty of them is this: what the money they take yep. from you, they send back to that foreign country, and, and that, and then they create their own free markets in that country. But and that's the, it's actually kind of sad because that money should stay here, and then they should try to really build up themselves and build a life here. But they don't because why? Because unlike the difference between like what your family did and what, you know, the guys from south of the border have to do, they don't have anybody established here that's willing to make them citizens. So what do they do? They work here for five, maybe, yeah, five years, 10 years, send it all back to Mexico or Guatemala, and then they set themselves up and then they open up their own little market or bar or whatever, restaurant over there. And they can do it. Why? Because like in Venezuela, $6 a month and you're sending back, you know, 10 times that. So, you know, you could do very well with the remittance. And that's a billion dollar industry that's non-taxed. And why is that happening? Because of the tax system. That's unfair. But anyway, but going back to this whole China thing, <clears throat> before I forget, the thing with China, because... China limits the um, use of the internet and everything else in tech. And now that there is such a stranglehold on tech and everything else, the demand to go to China has dropped. And because the demand has dropped, the prices have dropped. There's too much supply. <laughs> These planes are going empty. And, uh, and you know, it has nothing to do with the tariffs, has nothing to do with anything because now everybody's making things in, in Vietnam, you know, like, uh, Viet, like, cause China owns all kinds of crap in Vietnam right now. <laughs> they do. And so what do they do? Hey, look, you can tear me all you want, but guess what? I will create my own opportunity. So what do they do? Since China owns almost all the businesses in a couple of States, there's only three States, I believe in Vietnam, but in two of the States in Vietnam, China owns almost all of it. They moved all their operations to Vietnam. <laughs> and now there's a bigger trade deficit than there was before but how come everything's so cheap because it because of the tech and the theft and people are aware of that you're were aware of that it's like yeah you know i can't use the internet i gotta use their own but then i'll do a vpn or whatever but seriously but that's the thing it's like <laughs> that's how economics works you cannot control somebody's behavior but people tend to buy when it's cheap. Buy low, sell high. That's, that's basic economic principles. And now that the plane ticket's so low, yeah, why not? You go, to, uh, you go to China and check it out. You never know what could happen over there. 
Yeah. Meet a lot of business people. You can do anything. Well, not anything. You only got 10 days, but still. Yeah, this is the thought. Economics works. But I, but the problem is what happens when you're super uber rich? See, that's the problem. And, and I was trying to think about things like that too, because, you know, Jeff Epstein's been in the news a lot lately, but cause I was, you know, I was doing some math and because here's the thing. And this is why that guy, uh, Paul from Romans is so smart because if there's only one man on the planet, there is no economy. So if, if the economy is based on five people, then, you know, the economy is very small. And, and actually, the economy itself is finite because it's based on people. And so there's only so much money on the planet. And, and, and it's just the truth. So, but very few people have that kind of money. And when you have that kind of money, what the hell do you do with that money? Look at Jeff Epstein. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. And that's why I believe greed is a bigger problem. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point. So, but, and, and, and the reason why, like, Jeff Epstein would have got away with it if there was no picture of him and Trump hugging each other. <laughs> and because Trump was hugging Epstein and called Epstein a good dude, they brought out the barrels, both barrels to get Trump tied into this whole sex cult thing. But guess what happened? Well, who was caught in the Jeff Epstein sex scandal? That guy, Kevin Spacey. Bill Clinton. Another president, but it wasn't Trump. <laughs> who was it again? <laughs> Bill Clinton. No, but that's the thing. Like, fuck, man. Like, you know, like, that's why I, you have to, like, it's amazing somebody as powerful and rich as Trump you know, like he's not riddled with a bunch of sexual scandal beyond his divorces and his stupid comments that literally mean nothing. But, <laughs> but they're funny. Uh, no, but that's why I, I you have to locker room talk. You probably I've been guilty of saying that stuff all the time. It's just that I'm not pop. I'm not a celebrity, mm. so it's not like I have my 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 phone lines tapped all the time. You know. Yeah. No, but but that's oh, I'm way worse than Trump. But but no, but that's why. You know, like, I really don't try to think too much about superstitions and things like that. But if I do believe time is a loop, I have to believe that Trump was picked for this. For this, because, man, if that guy has not been blessed by God, I don't know what is. Because, you know what I mean? Like, people of his stature are always part of sex cults. It's just what greedy people do. It's what, it's what a lot of money and greed does to people like here's the thing kevin spacey turned to on men because he was probably getting so many women here's what happens once you have sex with so many women and you give in to that carnal lust and everything guess what the next thing is you look for the other extreme which is gay I i'm sorry to say that but it's the true even with um with people like all these serial rapists right they're not just out there going after women. They've gone after men too. Cause that, yeah. and, and you want to know a good example of this, which is why we've talked about this before. Another reason porn is violent is because if you keep indulging in it, in it, this has been true. They say that you look for more and more extremes after you get bored of what that is. And if you think about it, if you're having a lot of sex, like if you're, if you're Charlie Sheen or whatever, and you get like 5,000 women a year, Dude, you're going to get bored of that. It's just, it's just how it works. And yeah. you're not meant to have that kind of appetite. That's something God never intended for you. So what do you think the next step is? Oh, I'm going to go after men now. And Kevin Spacey is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. These people who are like, oh, wow, we caught Chris Brown, you know, with another man. It's like after beating his wife or girlfriend or whatever, it's like, yeah, because that's just how it works. No, but that's, no, but there is a genre of films called snuff films. Where like the porn involves killing the girl at the end, like oh, that's messed up. Why do no, we have? That's to... a real thing, and it's like, man, no. But I'm telling you, porn is like, I don't know. I know people don't agree with this, and then this is when I sound like an old man or a hypocrite because my life is so crazy, and a lot of my friends are in porn and successful at it. Uh, but that said, 
everybody knows it's a violent act. I mean, that's why people in porn don't even like it. <laughs> they don't even like sex. It's just a waste to make money. And because people get tired of the violence, eventually everybody gets, everybody gets tired of the violence. But going back with this Jeff Epstein thing, it's insane because this is what rich people do. I'm telling you now, it's like when I used to run my spot in Mountain View, <laughs> and the thing was like this, because I was in Mountain View and we had like the richest man in the world came through and like some of the, like how many billionaires came through? I have no idea. But you know, all the biggies in tech were there at one point or another. And we were most famous for our stripper night. And, uh, you know, and why would they come to our stripper night? Because, you know, it's just what these guys do and ladies, because the ladies want to act like men. And like this one lady in particular, her license plate even had the word fun in it. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> and she was, she's not a billionaire or anything like that, but she's worth like hundreds of millions. And, and uh, but the point of bringing that up is, they pretend to act like men and things like that. And, and, but, and you know, what's funny because even in Google's thing, they say, do not be evil or do no evil. Or, and they're like some of the most evilest people on the planet, which is insane. And uh, like, if you watch them at the bar, you know, they're messed up in the head. I mean, a lot of these dudes were doing like meth in the bathroom and like, it's amazing. Like the funny thing is like, Oh God, like I'll never forget this one white boy, skinny as hell, short as fuck, you know, with the big giant white, like his head was way too big for his body. And he was like the king of hyphy of Google. <laughs> and that was his whole moniker. Yeah. I'm the king of hyphy. And I'm thinking, man, these are some of the most racist people on the planet. But that said, you know, it's amazing how, like, they, well, you know, what's, what's really amazing is this. <clears throat> these guys and women have no regard for, like, the sexual well-being of other women. When it came down to it, to exploiting these women... And not that we were exploiting women at my spot, <laughs> but you know, it's just, and look, it's, it's underground economy. You know what I mean? If you want to be a stripper, meet some rich people, mm -hmm. I put the casting call out there. You know what I mean? And they'd come, people were like, a lot of the people would come from Santa Cruz because they drive over the hill just to get to the South Bay to meet these people. Why? Because it's like sugar daddy, sugar baby mentality. And, uh, you know, kind of like what you were talking about in one of your videos, but a lot of women want that. Why? And these rich dudes are nerds. They're all, but they got money. But anyway, but here's the thing, the way they act here, like when I hear like with you and me, but how they acted at my spot in Mountain View, uh, how they acted clearly shows and how they hire their people. More economics, because, you know, like, here's the thing. Google has mastered how they hire people. And this is straight up underground. Like, this is how you do things on the underground. Because remember we said that bitches get stitches? Yeah. So, now, in the corporate world, that means, bitches get stitches means binding arbitration. <laughs> So binding arbitration is the street equivalent of bitches get stitches. So that means if you are sexually harassed at Google, guess what happens? There's nothing you can do about it. You have to go to an arbitrator. And whatever the arbitrator says goes. And the thing is with um, sexual harassment claims, if you get sexually harassed at Google and there's no binding arbitration, you can go find yourself a good lawyer, I'm not saying Gloria Alvarez is a good attorney, but like a chick like that who's just god awful. <laughs> she's a god awful attorney, and uh, but she'll go to the media. She'll make Google, and they will pay. Not not because she knows the law, but because she'll have you know the opinion of the public on her side. And with that, she will destroy the reputation, and Google will pay millions to keep Gloria Alred quiet. And, but in binding arbitration, they'll be like, well, 
There's no proof. There's no DNA test. You didn't call the cops. There's no, how do you really know anything's going on? And, and so, you know what? Either they're going to lose in binding arbitration or the arbiter is going to say, yeah, you only make like 10000 a month. Yeah, you're harassed for like two weeks. Take, you know, here's five grand. Whereas, you know, if you really want a two jury trial, like this, actually, this is like the biggest sexual harassment suit ever. Uh, and trial was $180 million. Uh, mm-hmm. This um, physician, uh, she was a physician assistant uh, working in the OR room. And, uh, you know, she's a doctor basically, but not a real doctor. Uh, but she has medical, she has MD training. She w- went to medical school for like two or three years. And then you become a physician assistant, you know, with all your degrees. So she's like a, a really smart, super smart OR nurse. Uh, sure. So anyway, so these two surgeons, cause you know, like I'm like, I was in the OR room. It's, it's intense. So, I get what these doctors were doing. Not that we, we never did anything like this, but I get it because some people, they do whatever, you know, because it's, dude, it's intense. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I believe that. I believe it. In the it. OR room, it is intense. No, I oh God, my first day, I swear to God, it was freezing cold. It's freezing cold in that room and I was sweating bullets and everybody thought I was going <laughs> to faint. It just, you know, I was like, oh, man. And I remember one of the other nurses, she was patting me down. She was like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, oh yeah, I just need a few minutes. I'll be, you know, I'll be, no, but it took me, it took like about 90 minutes to, you know, once after 90 minutes, I was good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, cause surgeries now are way different, but anyway, but it's still intense. Um, and these surgeons would always crack sexual jokes <laughs> before they did surgery. They'd always crack sexual jokes. And, uh, and that one lady didn't like it. So she complained for about a year. She's like, hey, guys, stop. You know, like, it's not cool. I don't like them, blah, 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 blah. But they did nothing about it. And she complained to everybody. And because everybody did nothing about it, the jury gave her $180 million. See, now, it was, is that a lot? Well, it is. It's probably too much. But when is she ever going to make $180 million as a physician assistant, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, when you fuck somebody over, I don't know if she was ever raped or groped or touched or whatever, but the point is this. You should have your day in court if you've been wronged by somebody. Because that's, that's why it's so important that you let your yes be yes and you know me no. And that's the thing. It's like, like, if this lady agreed to the sexual jokes, then she's screwed. But if she didn't and these guys said no, then they're screwed. It's that simple. It shouldn't be that complex. The law isn't that complicated, even though we try to complicate things. That's why I always win. I always break it down to who said yes and who said no. <laughs> it's that simple. And you well, never lose. That's it's all it is, really. Yeah. Area crap. And that's what good attorneys try to do. They try to get you into arguing gray area. But I never argue the gray. I always stick with yes and I always stick with no. That's how you keep it simple. You'll never lose if that's how you do it. But anyway, so going back to like what billionaires do, but that's what billionaires do. What Jeff, whatever Epstein does or did, that is exactly how every rich person is in this country. Because, I mean, with that, like Bill Gates would be the exception. He's married to his wife. and Warren Buffett's also a little bit. Yeah, so like, like guys who stick, you know, and, and believe it or not, Bill Gates is religious. He goes to church. <laughs> That's what they said. I'm like, really? He does, huh? It's probably, I mean, because that one time we met him, it was badass. And uh, he didn't stay for the party. Not that he gave his speech and he left because he was looking for people. See, but that's the thing. This is what, and this is why, like, people really have to understand the beauty of Christianity. Because Bill Gates was literally fundraising. And that, I think that's what rich people should do. Rich people should give away their money to help those who need help, like the retarded and the mentally ill. And, and, and if you want to be charitable for other things, well, God bless you. But the thing is, that's not necessary. That's not really in the Bible. But 
you know, but it is a good thing to do to other people to help them get on their feet and help them grow. And then I believe, I mean, I don't know, but my gut is telling me when rich people do what's right for everybody and use like Christian principles, this place will become a literal heaven. Like, you know how like there was like this big mess in Louisiana uh, the other day with this hurricane and shit like that. But guess what? Magically, it went away. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I have to believe something like that is because, think about it. Why was Louisiana spared? Seriously, the weather cannot be controlled by any known source except for God. Why did God spare him this time and not the other time under Bush or Obama or anybody else? You know, tr Trump has basically, his whole administration so far has been pretty much hurricane free. Her, uh, or big natural disaster free with the exception. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, and historically in the Bible, every. Uh, uh, of Houston, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, with, with yeah. what they went to, but it wasn't that bad in Houston. Fuck, you froze again. I did not hear anything you said. No, I didn't say. I didn't did you, say were you more. saying something? No. Okay. No, but that, it's, 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 but that's the thing. It's like, and, and I hate to say this because I have no scientific proof at this point. But there has to be a tie with how Trump is honestly doing something good for the people, even though he's a billionaire and he's using his resources to make equality happen for the poor. Even though you don't have to, I, I honestly believe the only people the government should take care of is the retarded and, and, and those types of people because the poor can do it. But you can give them money or invest in them to do better. And I think because we've been seeing that a lot lately, that the country has been gone unscathed. But guess who doesn't? Californian billionaires. They take advantage of people. They're like Jeff Epstein types. You know what I mean? It's like Google with their non-binding arbitration. I'm not non-binding. Binding arbitration for their employees when it comes to like, dude, like if you're harassed at Google, if you're discriminated at Google, there is no recourse for you except for going to not, uh, binding arbitration, which is total crap. <laughs> but again, that's a way to get around the system. That is like, that is total street conservatism because you got to do what you got to do to make your money. That's not Christian economics, but in the streets when violence is, is like the lay of the land, that's that binding arbitration is is that way you need it to succeed and to bypass all liability all um economic you know taxes because look everybody's a contractor when you're a contractor you don't pay payroll tax you don't have to get um the biggest thing is you don't need uh, um workers compensation you don't you don't need any of that crap when you're a contractor yeah, that's right. can get away with it, but the small mom and pop stores can't. And that's the thing, too. So it's like, that's why it's so messed up. And everybody knows, like, and this is real, like a real thing. Because everybody goes, yeah, D, but what if something happens? And I'll tell you, something did happen. One of our boys, he was murdered uh, by a bunch of thugs. And, and this is, you know, <clears throat> this is like, uh, you know, this really pisses me off. but. You know, in San Jose, we were running a place. And uh, they kicked out some dudes from a city called Salinas. And that, that's like, Salinas is the city of Monterey County where like Carmel, Monterey, it's like uh, Clint East was the mayor of Carmel. So it's all in that area. But, but Salinas Wait. is 85%. <laughs> dude, I'm not kidding. 85% Mexican. Or a Latino, whatever, Guatemala, whatever, you know, but they're mostly Mexican. 85% of sure, the sure. And there's over 100,000 of them. I think it's like 100, some 200,000. It's a big city, pretty big. Um, dude, all Mexican. So, anyway, so these gangbangers come to our club. You know, obviously they're nobodies. So we kick, not because we, we don't kick them out because they're nobodies, but we kick them out easily because they can't fight. They're not strong. But at three o'clock in the morning, and, and dude, this happened like about 11, 11 30. We didn't let them in. 
And dude, they were hiding underneath the cars. That's how small they were. <laughs> they were so small. They all hid underneath the cars. I, I, okay, so I have to add something in here. I've seen those like illegal immigrant videos where they get pulled over and then literally like 20 of them will come out of the trunk of a car. I'm like, how did you fit 20 of those guys? Dude, because they're little. I'm not kidding. They're all like five footers. It's insane how little they are. I don't know why they're so little. But but anyway, so long story short, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, the club closes at 2, 145. And, uh, you know, the guys stick around for an hour cleaning up because they got to clean up. And uh, so they're walking out. And... Uh, Dude, these fucking Mexicans roll out from underneath the, the cars and they start stabbing everybody. And uh, obviously they start running, but Dario, uh, he's like the he's like pretty big and fat. And when he was running, he tripped on the sidewalk and then he fell and then everybody he stabbed him to death. And uh, look, he was under the table, blah 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 blah. So and he had a kid, wife and kid. His kid was like two years old, something like that. And it, Things like this happen. You know, how do we handle something like that? Well, you know, the main owner, he put up like he gave his his daughter a couple hundred grand to say, hey, look, here's a couple hundred grand. And then we were able to raise like another fifty, seventy-five thousand. So altogether, it was like two seventy-five for for the wife and kid. And that's a lot of money, you know what I mean, for, for back then. And, and, and you know what I mean? So it's, we didn't need the government or workers' comp insurance and law, lawyers. Hey, here's a hundred grand. Because that's probably what it would have got. You know what I mean? If, if this would have went to, to some kind of like court for workers' comp, he probably would have got a hundred grand because there's an expectation of death in some things like this. And because he's a security guard, you know, security guards don't get paid much. Although we were paying cash and, you know, we we're probably paying like a hundred, you know, a uh, hundred fifty. Uh, Cause you know, we don't, we don't pay that much. It's like, look, make a quick 150, 200. Like now it's 200, but back then like a hundred, 150, now it's 150, 200. And, uh, but you know what I mean? We don't need the government and we take care of our own. We always have, that's the only way to survive in an underground economy. If you cannot take care of your people, Yep. then you're going to jail. Why? Because they're going to get pissed off and call the IRS on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens. So it, it's, and, and, but in those instances, and what's her name? Anne Rand. I'm not, see, like, I don't like her so much now. Like, I don't even remember her name, but Anne Rand uh, was, that was what she was preaching. You treat your people good, but it, look, it's, that's, that's a Jesus principle. Yeah. You take care of those people. You're their shepherd. That, that's not, that's old Christian philosophy, not Ayn Rand's philosophy or some great conservative thinker. I mean, it's, it's Christian principles is the foundation of all conservative thought, not Jewish principle, because Jewish principle would have been like, well, you know, here's 50 grand or 25K because he wasn't making that. You know what I mean? We would have, like, I hate to say this, but Jewish people would have lowballed Right. That's why, you know, and you hate to say things like, because it's not a Jewish principle to take care of somebody's family in cases of serious injury or death or what it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, you know, Muslim ain't going to do it because Muslims, you know, they just don't know anything about business. They don't. They're, they're too busy throwing stones at you for sinning. <laughs> but it's the truth. That's what Muslims do. Like they don't get, uh, they just don't understand economics because you have to have a strong foundation in Christian principle in order to understand street economics, underground economics. But if you depend on the government for your economics, you're going to be fucked. You will be screwed. It's just how it works because taxes, regulate. there's no way to survive. Yeah. And Google gets around everything because why? They pay millions upon millions for their lawyers to find those loopholes that you described brilliantly because now you're going through it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Gee, it's crazy. So there's a difference here that I, the last thing I want to do before we wrap this up here with the final point is the fact that technically all of this, right? Taxation, hiring somebody, you either pay someone to do it or you do it yourself. And that kind of brings it all full circle back to, <laughs> to 
conservative, <laughs> that conservative thought, which is just do it yourself. Really? That's what, and that's yeah. all. You froze again. I didn't hear what you were saying. That's all I was saying. You know, yeah, my internet's kind of acting up here, but do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Cause I got to hop on a call here, but no, 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 no. I was just going to get the baby real quick, but uh, no, no, I like, no, 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 no final thoughts. But what you said is true. You know what people do not do? And that's why I said, God, that's so true. It really is. People don't know how to work for themselves. They don't. That's the shit, man. I can go another hour for, for, for working for yourself and doing things yourself. Guys, like people are so quick. Oh, let me uh, go hire somebody to do it. Let me go call a government official and do it for me. God, I hate that. But no, it's true. But yeah, I, I like what you just said. Those should be the final thoughts. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the American Maiden Page Show. It's going to be a busy week for a lot of us, but uh, stay up to date with what we're doing. If you haven't left the review on iTunes, be sure to do that. And we'll see you guys all in the next episode. Take care.